do 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 Oh yeah. You know what time that is, people. I'm a little fucked up right now. Oh yeah. Get my groove on. It's that time, boys and girls. So dim the lights and light the candles. Cause it's another episode of Geeksters. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to episode 27 of the Geeksters. I'm your host, Ed. I'm Sean. <laughs> and tonight, like we always do, we're going to start off with releases of the week. Releases of the week. So <sighs> it's, uh, of course, it's the uh, 2nd of April, and uh, these are your releases. For uh, movies, uh, the first one I was thinking, you mentioned last week, and you thought it maybe came out last week, but it came out this week. It was John Dies at the End. Yes. So that was the first movie. It's about uh, soy sauce, the drug that promises out-of-body experience with each hit. But someone who comes back is are no longer human. Suddenly, a silent early... Oh, wow. Otherworldly invasion is underway, and mankind needs a hero. So that's the premise of the movie. You felt the need to give us the premise of the movie? You either know what John Dies at the End is or not. <laughs> kind of says it all right there in the title. <laughs> yes, it does. There. <laughs> and what else came out today? Of course, the big, big one that I was saving for is the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Cinematic Universe Phase One: Avengers Assemble. The ten-disc limited edition six-movie collector set is uh, out today. We mean this one, Ed? Why, uh, yes. This set right here? Yes. <laughs> the one that says, "Oh, look." That you know said it was going to be a briefcase. Yes. But oh look, it's like the size of an overgrown lunchbox. <laughs> yes, that's the one. Like this? <laughs> Why yes, Ed? I think I know what you're talking about. I push a little button like this, and look, the little shield logo lights up. Yep. Let me tell you about this little set here. Okay. This was supposed to be the jewel in the crown of the whole Phase One set. Yeah. All right. My feelings on this. Since I own it, I picked it up yesterday, so I got it yesterday through Amazon. Okay. Thank you very much, Amazon. I kind of equated it as going on a date with a porn star. Oh, okay. Like, yeah, okay, you're a fan of this porn star, so you watch all her movies, and you're like, some are good, some are bad. Wow, she's awesome, though, mm-hmm. you know, because I just wish my girlfriend would do a little bit without her tongue, or my wife would do this with her butt, you know, kind right. of things like that. And then you happen to travel to a strip joint, and then you see, she's to see her perform, you know, like, on stage dancing. And you're like, wow, that's great. Yeah. You know, darkly lit room, you know, but she still looks smoking hot. Then they have a raffle. It's like, hey, you go on a date with said porn star. So it's a goof. You throw your name in the hat and by lo and behold, you get, the, you win. Okay. All right. So first you're like, oh my God, I'm, I'm going to win with a porn star. Woohoo. Then she says, well, okay, well, look, um, even though you won, you know, I actually have to wait six months. Before we actually go out on the date because I got stuff to do, it's scheduling. We need you to have a drug test, make sure or an ST, you know, make sure you're you're not you're not carrying any diseases of type right, sort, yeah. you know. So you figure, okay, I can wait six months, you know, you're clear and you go through all the tests and you wind up, you know, negative on everything and you know, but you're and you're you're in constant talking to her every once right. in a while. You go, Oh my god, this is great, we're actually conversing. So for six months she's talking about things, you know, mm-hmm. plugging what she's doing. All right. Then the day of the date comes, mm-hmm. and you go, okay, you get, you get yourself all at least somewhat attractive looking. You get yourself all <laughs> geared up for it, and you go to our hotel, where first you're initially, you're, you're greeted by a bouncer. <laughs> yeah, you figure, and you start rationalizing a little bit. You go, 
well, of course you'd have to have a you know some sort of a chaperone because how do they know you're not going to kill her and wear her skin like a suit? Right. You know, that yeah. kind of thing. So, of course, there's going to be a, a chaperone of some sort. Right, right. So then you meet her, and it's a brightly, brightly lit room, and then you start noticing, well, she's not as pretty as she is in the movies. <laughs> you know, and it looks like she's got a coke habit because she's always going... <laughs> You know, she goes to the bathroom a lot, and she wipes off some white stuff off her nose. Uh-huh. She, But she's all excited, like, ooh, let's go. But she's also not really into you. She's just doing it to do it. Right. Because she's always looking at her phone, talking to her girlfriend, talking to her agent or whoever they deal with, you know. Right. So you go through this dinner, and that's when you start noticing, okay, well, she's a little self-centered. You got to deal with people, you know, asking for her autograph because, you know, she's a porn star. And she's kind of famous. Right. So you got those guys are going, go have your autograph. Uh-huh. Completely ignoring the fact that, you know, you're there with somebody. And right. She's all like, oh, sure. Blah, blah, blah. Taking photos. And you're kind of standing off to the side a little bit. Right. Then you figure, well, you know what? It's a date. So maybe I'll get lucky and I'll get laid kind of thing. Right. So, you know, at the end of the date, you know, you got the chaperone and her, you know, he's driving you around. You got a limo. They, they give you a limo, of course. Right. So she's all snuggled in next to you. Maybe like a little couple make out kind of here and there. But all of a sudden in the back of your head, you're going, this is a porn star. Like, I didn't make her take a test. I'm assuming she's clean. Right. You know? <laughs> I know I am. So, I didn't see her test results. Right. So then we go back to her hotel. Uh-huh. And the bouncer stays outside. Right. Now you go in, you're thinking, all right, here we go, sex with a porn star. Oh, yeah. You're getting all, you're getting all yourself all like, woo. She dimmed the lights a little bit, set the mood. She strips down for you, and she kind of gives you like a lap dance. Maybe also took off your pants, so it's like, you know, underwear and her rubbing, grinding, and right. stuff like that. And you're okay. thinking, all right, sex with a porn star. But then something in your back of your head's going, all the guys she's banged. And then we'll see her going, you know what? I don't think my penis will go, you know, will match up to some of the guys she's taken in, you know, in every possible way. So then all of a sudden, you know, you, your junk starts acting up. Like, I don't know if I'm going to come out there today. And she's all like, oh, what's the matter? Now she's making you self conscious about right, it because right. it's like, oh, your little man isn't really, you're up to speed. So here, why don't you take this little blue pill or. How won't you have smoke some pot with me? And you're like, sure, why not? What the hell? It's, I'm going to go live once, maybe. So you smoke up, you take the little blue pill, you know, and she goes back to maybe like doing a lap dance on you. And you're like, all right, okay, you start getting me with a little action, but not as usually, not as, your junk's not as active as it would be if you were alone watching her movies and fantasizing about being with her, because now you're in overdrive and you're like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, Just don't come too soon. Don't just come on, come on, just get up, get up, come on, get up, stand up straight, son. Like, you know? And then, you know, she pulls down your pants and you're like, she's like, ooh, she's playing with your junk a little bit, you know, and then she pulls out a condom and she insists on you wearing a condom and you know you're going, but she knows I'm clean. I just did the test and all that stuff. But, and I've seen her take, play, I've seen her take a cock in the ass, you know? Jeez. So, so you figure, all right, you know, you just kind of, you just kind of go with it at this point, uh-huh. you know, and then she winds up just jacking you off. And then when you're done, she, you know, she, she makes you take off the condom <laughs> and then she goes, oh, I'll be right back. I'll be in the shower. And as she walks into the bathroom, she knocks on the front door and the bouncer comes with a chaperone, which, you know, the no neck gorilla guy. He comes in and goes, okay, dude, it's over. Get your pants on. Let's go. 
you know, kind of thing, and then shovels you out the door, and you're kind of standing there. Oh, and before you leave, though, she has at least she'll like take some photos with you. Right. You get some photos, maybe in her panties and underwear, like during the process. Some personal photos, nothing too, nothing too dirty, right? But just enough to kind of to remember, you know, your time with her, and she's got a bag of goodies of all her movies and stuff like that. <laughs> And so the bouncer pushes you out the door, slams the door behind you, and locks it. You're kind of standing there going, wait, what just happened? <laughs> that is how I feel about this boxing. <laughs> I, don't, <Okay. laughs> I don't know what happened, but when I, I was in love with it. But then the moment I saw it, it started, the fantasy started chipping away. <laughs> All right? And... Uh, I'll go through the things there for you because I know you're new to this. Yes. Okay, as you can see. Now, remember, keep in mind, this was supposed to be originally back in September. This was supposed mm. to be released. Yep. But there was a controversy with the style of the, the briefcase. Right. Now, everyone kept using the phrase briefcase. Mm-hmm. Now, as you can tell, this is not briefcase size. No. This no. is kind of like a lunchbox on steroids. Yeah. All right? Now, the handle itself, first, you have to kind of like put your thumb in there to get the handle up. Right. There's the handle. You can't, you, that's the best you can do as far as gripping it. Now, he can't even get his fingers under the handle. My latch. fingers, now, granted, I'm a big guy, but even I think the average. I tried it. My fingers are thinner than his, and I couldn't do it. My three-year-old nephew probably could get his fingers under that. Right. Probably. But the moment he turns four, forget it. Right. So you're kind of like, well, this isn't secure at all. First, And it's also a hard plastic. Which, again, I don't mind, you know, right. because they're not going to... But, again, supposed to be the jewel in the Phase 1 crown. Right. All right? They got a nice little button here. It says, you know, uh, Marvel's Avengers. If you push that, the S.H.I.E.L.D. logo lights up. But, as you can tell here, folks, uh, there's also, when you push it in, you can see a little trail of blue lights underneath, underneath it <laughs> for whatever reason. Now, as he's saying this, of course, we're video camming this as well. So we hopefully maybe we get to see this on video. Might, maybe. Might. I don't know. I would be ashamed of, if I was Disney. I would be the pull every every video review off the web because this is. Oh. So you figure, okay. Initially, you go, all right. Well, it's here. Right. So let me open it up. So now, first, there's not even real latches. It's just kind of like two little nubs that you got to lift up. And then you open it up and you go, oh. Now, you open it up. The light that has the shield logo attached to it is still lit. So everything lights up. Right. For the Tesseract. Yes. Now, again, this is your Tesseract. It's a white cube. It is a white cube. Now, they also tell you, too, like there's a, if you see this little slot here. Right. You pull out the tab. There's three, like, little watch batteries in there. It's supposed to help light it up. Now, they tell you. In the instructions to, you know, touch it. Nothing. Right. Now, at a whack it for it to flash. Right. Now, I don't know who that's designed for. I, I, you know, like if, if this was to be for kids, I actually had to whack that pretty hard. Yeah. Right. I, I mean, you're sure you probably heard it. Yes. And it flashes like that for 60 seconds, 30 seconds. Okay. There's supposed to be two modes. You're supposed to be able to hit it once. And hit it twice for something else, but I think you hit it hard enough. This is all it does, right? Which again, all right, you know, again, I'm starting to let slide, let things slide, you know. Right. See, to me, that's the biggest piece out of all of it, just to buy that. Right. This is kind of with the cornerstone, and here yeah. it is as a white cube that's thin, so you can there, you know, and that's it. Yeah. I expected more. 
Right. You know, I, I don't know. I don't know what I was expecting, but I definitely was expecting more than just a white cube, cube right. that I got to slam. My palm hurts from hitting it. Now, when I'm at Disney, I go to a a, a, a restaurant called 50's Primetime Cafe. Okay. And I get this drink. It's called the Bahama Mama, and it's this big, huge drink. And in there, they have this glowing cube. Okay. It's supposed to be like a fake ice cube. All right. Thing. And it, like, glows. It glows more than that does. Okay. You know, and that's an $8 drink. You know, like, I mean, it's worth it. I mean, it's worth drinking. Right. It's kind of cool looking. Yeah. But this, I don't even know what you're supposed to do with it. So now it sits in, in the centerpiece. Now, if the centerpiece, you can see, here's the movies. Mm-hmm. You know, really people at home, I'll lift, I'll lift this up here. You might not be able to get a good shot of it. But here's the movies. They're spread out, and there are these little folding things. Um, for example, here's Iron Man. Right. It's in like a little folder. You open it up, and you go, oh, look, there's Iron Man. But wait a tick. There's Iron Man disc one. Yes. Well, that doesn't make any sense. But if you look at the Iron Man Ultimate two-disc edition. Right. Two discs, mind you. Right. Disc one has the feature film, Blu-ray exclusives, the Hall of Armor, the Blu-ray live Iron Man IQ, the Invincible Iron Man in HD, deleted and extended scenes. That's on disc one. Right. That's what's on this disc. Yeah. But where is disc two with the I Am Iron Man seven-part making of documentary? The Wired, the visual effects of Iron Man. Where is the Robert Downey Jr. screen test? The actor's process. And still galleries and more. Wow. Not in the ultimate collector's edition set. Set, right. This is the rinky-dink Iron Man Blu-ray that you can buy probably at Best Buy now for $15. Right. Okay? That's Iron Man. Yes. So you're already missing the disc. And again... Uh, also, one side note, no digital copies of any of it. Not wow. even the ultraviolet stuff. Not which, even ultraviolet. Not even ultraviolet, wow. which, you know, I'm always kind of iffy about. But we'll get to the other movies. So okay. that's that's Iron Man number one. Right. All right. Then you have The Incredible Hulk, because they are in order, you yes. know, of how they were done. Again, Incredible Hulk, got some nice images there, you know, of both sides. You open it up. Here's The Incredible Hulk. Right. You know, again, your disc. This disc... And the label is the same version that's in the standard Blu-ray edition. Right. Okay, now again, one disc, but then again, when you look at the Incredible Hulk stuff, yeah. only one disc. That's fine. Okay. Yeah, you figure, okay, they could have done at least a little something more. Mm-hmm. So that's Iron. That's the Incredible Hulk. Mm-hmm. Now we'll go with Iron Man 2. Here you go. Again, I love the casing. You know, like, yeah. it, it's a fold-out thing. It's kind of cool. Wait a tick. Here's Iron Man 2, disc one. <laughs> What the hell, people? Like, <laughs> all right, so now let's look at the Iron Man 2. Again, you probably can buy this at your local store right. for under $20 at this point. Yes. Okay. It's been out for a while now. All right, now this is the Blu-ray and DVD and digital copy. Yes. Okay, all for $15 maybe at this point. Or 20 at most. Or 20 at most. Right. Just the one disc. Now, this is a three-disc combo pack. Mm-hmm. Which is disc one, the feature film and special features. Right. Disc two, just nothing but special features. Okay. Disc three is a DVD of the film plus a digital copy. Right. All right. So I can understand, you know, like even if it was just going to be the two disc set, where's disc two in this? Right. Again, supposed to be the cream of the crop as far as Disney products go. Right. Like phase one, this is 12 hours of movies. Yes. That, you know, then this is supposed to be the jewel in the hat of the phase one. Right. And I'm going to say that a lot because I want to make sure people understand that this was supposed to be the ultimate edition. Right. So as of right now, the ultimate edition is missing, in my opinion, two discs. Okay. Okay. 
the you know the special features for both of these. Right. I'm willing to slide on the digital copies and the ultraviolet because not everybody's into that. Right. It would be nice because like when I bought the the Pirates of the Caribbean set in the chest. Yeah. Came with everything. Came with all Blu-rays. Came with all the DVDs. Came with all the digital copies. It was it was 15 discs. Right. You know. Yeah, it was. A, it was a massive set. And it's gorgeous. Yeah. So there's the Incredible Hulk. All right. So you figure, okay, well, what's left? Well, okay, we got Thor. Let's take a look here at Thor. I'm pull out the rest here. Thor again. Now this is your first two disc set. Right. Because it's the 3D version. And the standard, standard Blu-ray. Right. At least they got this one right because in the regular Thor, you got the Blu-ray. You don't have a 3D player, player. Right. But it would usually be a, the 3D, the Blu-ray, the DVD, and digital copy. copy. Right. So, but this is just one, di- you know, for you, it's, for this, it's two discs. It's the Blu-ray features film and the DVD features. Right. Now, with a digital copy. Yes. Okay, again, no digital copy. Two discs, but again, it's pretty close to this because there's no second disc of bonus stuff. Right. So, then we got Captain America, the first uh, Avenger. Yeah. Now, again, I'm not going to talk about the movies because either everyone should have seen them already by now, and you either have your favorites, the ones that you don't like, the ones that you like. So, right. we're not going to review the films. I'm just yes. looking at the product of the jewel in the phase one crown. Right. So here's Captain America. Again, two discs. It's 3D version and the standard version. Right, right. You know, again, nice cover art. You yes. know, I love it. Yeah, nice. Uh, this is all visually stimulating. Right. So two discs. Again, Blu-ray, DVD, digital copy. And again, you can get all of these now at, at $20 or less. Right. At this point. Yes. So again, there's no no special features. Again, it's the disc one had all this Blu-rays and, and stuff in the special edition stuff. Right. Disc two digital uh, DVD film and the blue digital copy. Right. Okay, now granted, you bought the Blu-ray set, so you don't really figure DVDs. Right. All right, that's fine. That's cool. Again, no digital copy. But all right, you can let that slide. Right. Now comes the Avengers. Marvel's the Avengers. Again, great package art. You know, right. Beautiful. I know I'm not giving you, it's too dark here. You know, maybe we'll have to work on lighting. Yeah. But again, two discs, Blu-ray 3D, Blu-ray disc. Now, if you notice... Too, they're just there's nothing special about these discs. Right. If I open up your Avengers here, which is again two disc combo pack. Right. But again, you didn't you did not get the 3D version. Right. So you wouldn't have the 3D version. The of 3D it. version of it. Right. But if you open this up and look, oh wait a second, it's the exact same disc. Disc. So all they did was kill quick. Grab me one of those discs. We'll slide it in here. Right. So there's no special art for the for this set. Again, cream of the crop. And no digital copies, but again, you know, you keep saying it over and over again. Right. But if you're a movie collector, and this is supposed to be the for the ultimate fan. Right. All right, where's the two? So right now we're missing two discs. Yeah. So it's gone from with the two, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight, nine, nine discs? Nine discs. Nine discs, which really should be 11. Right. At this point. So here's here's now here's the final disc, the Shields Avengers Initiative. Mm-hmm. Now this is supposed to be the special special disc that you can only get with this set. Right. So you figure, what would you expect out of this disc? What would I expect out of this? Disc? Yes, I would expect probably um, a lot of behind the scenes with a lot of the movies, probably most like all of them. Then like a uh, telling you of the next set of movies coming out. Okay, the phase two stuff. Stuff, right? All right. You know, like teasers or or, or uh, maybe somebody doing a documentary type style of 
what's going on. Like maybe Josh Whedon sitting there going, you know, these are the thoughts we've had, you know, kind of or, thing. Or, or even just go right from back from the beginning. Here's a documentary on this whole phase one project. Right. Back in Iron Man, we thought of this. Yeah. And take it here. Like a good maybe hour and a half, two hour documentary. Right. You know what you get in this disc, Ed? No. What? You get shit. <laughs> All right? I'll tell you what you get. Back when <clears throat> the Avengers were coming out. Mm-hmm. And you and I know this, but I'm talking to the people at home. Right. AMC Theaters did this special all-day event where you would see all the movies in one city. Right. So, like, 12 hours worth of fun yeah. and frolic right. of the Avengers. And we did this at home, by the way. So, like, we sat before, because we were like, we're not spending the money. I'm not sitting in the theater all day long. We could sit in, you know, my house with all the couches and relax. And, and order food, food if we wanted right. to, because we ordered pizza. We yeah. had a good day. We watched all the we watched all the films at the comfort of our own home, right? And then spent the money for the midnight release for oh, the Avengers, Avengers yeah. in 3D. Mm-hmm. Well, what they did was try to recreate that moment in the theaters mm-hmm. because apparently, since we did not go, what they had was in the beginning of every movie: Iron Man first, then the Incredible Hulk, then Iron Man two, right? Then Thor, then Captain America, and then the Avengers. Yeah. They had the guy who played Agent Coulson come out right. uh, like on, on the screen by himself with some nice lighting behind it and said, you hell, welcome to the, uh, you all have been selected to be part of the Avengers Initiative. Thank you for coming. We're going to go through each, you know, basically kind of introing the film. Uh-huh. Real quick, 15, maybe 20 seconds tops. And then fade the black and go into the movie. Okay. Did that for, for all the movies. You know, up to and including uh, the Avengers. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, the Avengers, blah, blah, blah. Right. Well, they took those moments and put him on this disc. (laughs) So you literally have a blue... And Okay, now, I'll be fair. They also had a small documentary on the Shashwarma effect, which uh, prior to like a week before they actually released the movie, there was that final scene where, you know, Tony's like, Shawarma, there's a Shawarma place. Yeah. You know, at the very end, if you watch all the way through the end of the trailers, you see them all sitting at a at a table eating at the restaurant. Right. They filmed that scene about a week before the actual nationwide release. This, they, the people at the movie premiere didn't even say it because it wasn't until after the premiere that they filmed this. Right. Because that was the only time that these people could be together again. Right. So that there's like a, like a ten minute thing on that, okay. which I think is all right. Not on, not on this. Okay. Okay. So you do get one thing different. Right. Then there's some deleted scenes and some previs stuff. Like I'm not really in the previs, so I really, so I need to see a bunch of guys in green suits running around. Right. It's kind of cool looking, but again, not really a meat. Mm-hmm. You know, so apparently everything that you were kind of hoping on this doesn't exist. It's already been here, and you're already still short two discs. Yeah. So you should have gotten really 12 discs instead of 10. Right. And if I was doing it, I would have repackaged all these discs to make it look in like one cohesive, even if they were all S.H.I.E.L.D. logos. Yeah. Or like a S.H.I.E.L.D. logo, like half a S.H.I.E.L.D. logo with like half of Iron Man's face. Yeah. For Per character. Right. You know, because you have six movies, so you can have one for like, you know, you can, you can just do something differently. But incorporate that little vignette of Agent Coulson before Iron Man. Right. So you can pop in the Iron Man disc and here it is, blah, 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 the Iron Man thing. Now Iron Man fades into black, like a little video intro before you go watch the movie. Right. Nothing. Like, it's just literally, I could literally pop in that Iron Man disc and watch that movie because that's what I'm getting in here. Yeah. 
Now those are the that's the movies, folks. Now, and the thing is, is that they could have put those in front of each of the movies, the, the Agent Coulson intro, in, in front of each movie, so that way you had that same experience. Right. Because now you have to pull out one disc, the the Shield disc, to watch the intro, and then flip. Right, so that you, movie disc to watch you, the movie. It'd be like, oh, okay, let's recreate the incident. You put the disc in. Here's the Iron Man thing. Stop. Eject the disc. Put you in your Iron Man disc. Push play. Watch the movie and do it again for each, each movie instead of just one disc, one movie. Right. So that's the that's the films. So the only redeeming value in it, and it's barely redeeming value, is the insert of special stuff. Like, we've already talked about the cheesiness of the Tesseract. Yes. All right? And again, it's literally hard plastic. Yeah. Okay? I'm going to close that to save the battery life because I don't know how long the battery is going to last. <laughs> <laughs> so here's the Marvel Cinematic Universe Phase 1 Avengers Assembled Certificate of Authenticity, one of a limited edition. So this is proof that this is supposed to be very special because you got this. Yeah, but it doesn't tell you how many how many are made and how what number. Doesn't you give are. you a number. You like you know you figure if it's supposed to be a limited edition. You know what number are you out of all this? Unless I am literally number one of a limited edition, edition right. which I highly doubt. Yes. <laughs> this collector set is an authentic limited edition, authorized by and created under the strict supervision of Marvel Entertainment in the year 2012. Wow, that's it. So you figure, all right? Well, what 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 do you get? What's the special stuff? Yeah. Well, first you open up this little black envelope, and it comes with a access shield file. It's kind of like a little, like looks like a little decoder ring kind of thing. Right. Yeah. And also a. It's kind of like a micro fish film design. Now, yeah. I I do some military contracting for my job, and they do do those kind of things for drawings for an instrument that's made for military purposes. So I, I mean, I can see the kind of coolness. Of, sure. But if you don't know that. Right. It's like, who cares? Also <laughs> comes with a, a shield access card. Yes. Like, you know, like you, every time you see a... An access door with a slot <clears> in it. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's for that. And it's got this field agent access code on the back. Okay. You know, that actually does come into play a little later on when we talk about the phase two stuff that they... One of the reasons... One of the things they did, if you remember, since it was supposed to come out in September, mm -hmm. and it, they failed at it, they figured for this release, well, we're going to tell you the phase two stuff. Right. So you figure, okay, well, I'm gonna get my hands on some real good shit right. for Phase Two. You know, maybe some like some photos or some stills, like captured on video. Like, like I'll show you. Here's the here's the. Um, I'm gonna do the shield thing last because it does actually kind of coincide with this album. Okay. So I'm gonna do that last. First, you got here is what looks like a 1940s kind of file mm -hmm. folder. Some You'll... stuff should drop. Oh, all right. Well, I'll get that later. No, I'll get that now. Because it now, it looks like an old manila folder that you would use if you were pulling information together for something to yeah. have into a folder. Yeah. So and it's like it, a little folder type thing, but it's not a full size. No, it's basically, this one is Captain America. Okay. So you get like a little photo of Steve Rogers before the experiment. Soldier ceremony. Right. Looks great. It's nice nice and glossy, glossy feel. You know, it's a cardboard stock. Yeah. Yeah. Nice quality picture. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty cool looking. It comes with like a top secret files, his uh, 4F that he failed, you know, when he his uh, when he tried to apply for the, right. the army. Um, there's a notice of fraudulent applicant, I guess, you know, relating to that. Right, because he kept trying to get into the army through the middle of the his, movie. His physical exam. Right. Um, but, and then when he became Captain America, he made this drawing 
of him as a monkey. Yes, in a monkey suit. Right. In a monkey suit, doing the type wire. It also came with uh, three aged cards, like, you know, like Base- trading cards. Uh, like, yeah, baseball cards, but they're Captain America yeah. cards. Again, you saw these in the film. Film, right. And then in his compass, he had a little picture of the little girl, the girl he was had the hots for. Yes. You know, again, you're probably not going to see the face, but, you know, it's still, it's on, like, newspaper stock. Right. So you're going, all right, well, that's cool. Yeah. You know, again, once you read it, you read it. Yeah. Uh, next next up was the Black Widow's Agent Romanoff subject, Tony Stark. It's basically her assessment of Tony. Tony, right. Who is the Iron Man, from, cut from the newspaper clipping. Right. You know, you figure it's from the Chronicle, pretty badass, kind of cool. Yeah. Then from the uh, first movie, he drew the sch- the schematics of the... First Iron the Man, Mark one the Mark One, yep. on there, and and again, it's all segment, it's all in segments. So when you do overlap each one, it looks like a full suit. It looks like a full suit, like you did in the movie. Yeah, all right, that's kind of cool. Yeah, a uh, blueprint of the arc reactor that he was working on. The blueprint, right? Right, you know, and of course he made a small one for himself to keep his heart beating. Right, a ticket to the tent of tomorrow at the Stark Expo. So I went to the so I went I went to the Stark Expo. There you go. You know, you got the nice little thing. Um, I have Jeff Bridges' business card from his character, Aldrich Killian. So you're like, hey. All right. And then a 1964 World Expo. Right. That his father did from the second one. Yes. Then when when Tony came back, remember he wrote something down for Popper, you know, supposed to be, I think, Burger King. Right. For immediate release, we no longer make weapons. Sincerely, Tony Stark. Pepper, please post exactly as is. You know, and then a little kind of like mini Texas Rec drawing. Right. It was you know? from from Tony's father's notebook from when he was looking at it in Iron Man Two, actually. Right. So they kind of combine one and two in this file because right. it's it's the Tony it's the Tony Stark file. Yes. Then the next one is for Thor, and of course it's from Agent Coulson. The subject Puente and Tiago. That's the star cluster that they were looking at. Yes. Well, first you get you get a Thor when he was in the hospital. Yes, his well, ID badge. His ID badge. Which almost broke. I'll fix that later. Then when he was explaining the tree of life to what's her face, you know, right? There's the the notebook drawing of it, and there right with all the nine realms. Realms. Then there's his driver's license, his New York driver's license from Donald Doctor Donald J Blake. <laughs> Date of birth eleven twenty one eighty four. Just in case anyone needs to know, that'd be a good trivia question. Yeah, yeah. And Jane Foster's ID for her Culver University ID. Yes. Uh, also, then there's the picture that was taken of Thor coming out of the... When he was kicked out of Asgard. Right. They had that whole temporal vortex thing. Thor, yeah. That's the photo they have of him kind of like, oh, falling. Right. Then here, out of the um, the children's book that What's-His-Face was reading out of, the story of the, fro- the Frost Giants. Right. All right, that's that file. And then finally, well, almost finally... The Bruce Banner stuff. The Hulk. Yes. Uh, newspaper clipping, a cryosync plate, which is, you know, nice material. It's right. like a metal. Because, like I said, we use these at work as well when we're, we we have to deal with chemicals and we have to kind of ID it. It's a, like an yeah. ID tag for it. And you, you have to like kind of like actually, because there's two holes in it, you have to screw it in. So right, because they're usually more of a th- on there. right, usually more of a thicker metal. This is more like a tin foil, right. more tinny. Yeah, you know, again, you're not, you're not going to make it real steel, but right. Uh, some just 
papery work that's redacted, you know, all the black lines through, mm-hmm. you know, because it's supposed to be top secret, which kind of makes it funny because if there's supposed to be top secret access, why did they have to be redacted? Right. Here's a little research article about Liv Tyler, her character. Right. Here's a label of the soda pop that his blood went into that Stanley Lee drank. drank. Came angry. Blueprints for the Sonic gun, that Sonic rifle where Hulk was running. They were like, yeah. and he threw the shit at and it right. blew up. Blew up, right. <laughs> So that's that. Now, the last file is the S.H.I.E.L.D. folder, which is supposed to be the security level 7 or above required. You know, it's black, so you know it's got to be important. Right. And in it has, first, uh, my favorite thing, the Phil Coulson business card <laughs> for S.H.I.E.L.D., which he gave to Pepper Potts, if you think about it, back in uh, Iron Man 1. Yes. Then there's a couple pictures of the Tesseract of the current, and then back in the 1940s, 40s. which, again... They look nothing like what you're holding in that case. Right, so you got, yeah. <laughs> I mean, to I... remind you how disappointed you are. Right, here, look, this is what it could have been, but no. Then uh, there's a level, level seven stuff on the Tesseract itself, since Black Widow, Black Widow. Her dossier. Her dossier, Hawkeye's dossier. And then the shield evidence, uh, item 47, which uh, is from the Battle of New York. Right. Now, if those people have seen the... Blu-ray of Avengers. The item forty-seven is a small video, like a small, like a short film mm-hmm. that they did. Two new actors. They come across a gun and they decide to become like Bonnie and Clyde. Right. It was cute. Now the reason I bring this up is because this is what comes into play, and I'm going to let out some major secrets, even though I'm level seven clearance. So hold <laughs> on to your head, folks. Um, if you look, so right now we have discussed this whole thing. I've yet to mention stuff about Phase Two. Right. We can't find it. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Right. Well, you look at this little code thing. Right. And you'll see like a little picture of the the item 47 and it holds one of the, oh, what the hell is the name of the creatures? Well, the bad guys. Right. They're shooting up the place. Well, you look on this thing, you go, oh, what? There's something there. So if you line up, and if you look closely, and I know you can't see it, it's mostly whited out except for certain lines that, you know, are clear. Right. So now if you line up this picture to the picture on the screen, you get a code message, a coded message. <laughs> Drink your Ovaltine. Oh, yeah. No, not that Close. <laughs> Close. Director Fury has ordered you to, uh, you, be sent to battleofnewyork.net. You know, the .net's actually on this thing. All right. To receive, and then the space where it says further, another space, operational debriefing. All right. You, know, you don't have to be a rocket scientist to figure out this little code system. Right. But again, I think it's designed that way, so you're not like, well, I don't understand what the hell's going on. Right. So you go to the battleofnewyork.net, and you have to type in all your information, like your name, your address, your email address. Really? Yeah, it's like you're signing up for like a, like a newsletter. Okay. And then after it's done that, it does a little fancy video of like it's supposed to be encrypting, and then it comes up, enter access code. That's where this comes in, your field agent accent, access, access code. Right. So I type in my little, you know, code, you know, ding, 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 hit enter, and then it goes, and then on screen is what's approximately about four and a half, maybe five minutes video of the phase two project. Okay. Which you'd think, all right, here we go. Yeah. All it really is, is, hey, you know, you guys got the phase one shit. Thanks for buying it. Here's, um, here's some stuff coming up for phase two. Uh, we're going to do Iron Man three. Here's a couple photos. Woo, woo, woo. You know, like I've seen more in the preview. All right. Uh, here's a couple of shots from Thor 2. No trailer, just little snippets of him hitting something. And you see that What's-Her-Face is back in it. And she's actually on Asgard. 
Okay. Okay, but you don't know any plots. You don't have any trailer. It's just shot, shot. And then that's for 2013, for 2014, Captain America, Winter Soldier. And they have, like, artist renditions of, of stuff. Okay. And then it's like, here's for 2015, they talk about the Guardians of the Galaxy and um, Ant-Man. And they have clips from Ant-Man, which is where, which, which Edgar Wright already released that footage online. Yeah. Of the test footage stuff, you know, with him running, beating up the crap out of the two guys. I don't know if you've seen it. Yeah, not yet. Look it up. It's pretty badass. It's going to look like a pretty decent movie. Okay. And then... <clears throat> leads up to Avengers 2 and they have Josh talking about well, we haven't even started pre-production yet on it but we're working on it blah 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 fade the black end wow and you're just kind of like you're, you're sitting there and after all this again to go back to the porn star thing I'm sitting there in my chair getting done going wait what just <laughs> happened I, I, I got this and I was expecting all this really cool shit and so like I mean it's a great story uh-huh. you know my friends will be impressed because I got it right. but in the end you go yeah but there are so many flaws and just bad stuff going on here that you kind of don't want to like you rather just let the myth of getting the box be the story right? and not get into detail because once you start getting into detail you start noticing the cracks in the foundation right. of the jewel of the phase one movie experience Yes. So now I'm going to put all this away. Oh, and also, too, the guys are putting all this stuff away just as a thing. The two side panels where all the movies are, uh-huh. they're not even like individually slotted. So if you don't line it up right, you can't close the case. Wow. You know, because one, one winds up stuck a little higher than the other. Right. You know, so that is pretty much that. Now, the only thing you didn't mention, which I just thought of, too, was the fact that you got a couple 3D movies based, you know, because they were made in 3D for the theater. And then you got the black disc, the shield one, and it showed Adrian Paulson before the 12-hour movie premiere up to Avengers. Right. Type of thing. The one thing that they should, probably should have added to that was, if you remember, because we didn't go, uh, we just got standard 3D glasses, but they had special edition 3D glasses for the all-day event, right? Where you could be Iron Man, Captain America, right? So maybe they should include that with the box set, since if there was 3D movies in there. That would have been, you know what? I never even thought about that. That would have been a good idea, like a set of each, because you had one of you had one of Iron Man, one of a Thor, Hulk. Hulk. Um, Captain, Captain America, America, but I don't think they had one for a Hawkeye or for Black no, Widow. Just the, but still, four. four sets of glasses would have been pretty nice because yeah. even when they start, Thor was the first out of the set to be the 3D movies. Agent Coulson does say, "No, please put on your uh, shield appropriate glasses to watch the film," kind of thing. Wow. So you're like, well, I don't have that. I mean, if you have a 3D TV, you have your, you've got your glasses, right? Anyway, and you know that's it. That wow. is your Avengers. Box set. Wow. Now, I'll be fair. I, mean, I don't know what this... I got... Since I pre-ordered it back in... <clears throat> I actually pre-ordered this when it first went up. So, it was back in June, I think. June or July when mm-hmm. they mentioned yeah. it. Then I had to wait till September. Yeah. And then got the message saying, Oh, this company that's pissed off that they're using their design, you know, postponed it to April. Right. And I'm like, oh. So, it means I've been waiting on this thing for almost a year. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, because it's April or beginning of April now, if I ordered it in June, you know... Yeah, 10 months. 10 months of me waiting for, for this, and this is what I get. I, now, if you want me to grade it, like, I'm not going to grade the movies. Right. 
because, like I said, we all have our favorites. Yeah, and they they all were pretty good. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, some might say, well, great, the, the, so, you know. like you didn't really appreciate Iron Man two until you saw how it fit into the whole right. thing. Right. When we when we watch it back to back with all the movies and how it fit in, it's like now it makes sense. Right. You know. And some people like like I always like to point out because it, it is kind of glanced over too that in Iron Man two he's looking for that that new element. Right. Well, that element is what the Tesseract's made out of. Okay. So when he does that new energy source, when he sets up Tark Stark Tower, he's basically using the he's basically using the material that the Tesseract's made out of. Mm-hmm. That kind of slips by everybody when you look at the movie set as a whole, because if you don't understand what this mystery element is that right. helps fix his stuff, right? It's the Tesseract. Yeah. It's the element of the Tesseract, and that, that's how it leads, that's how it's connected to the Avengers. Right. You know, but again, and this, unless you didn't see Captain America, you don't know what the Tesseract is. Yeah. So it kind of all does fit into place in a way, but you also don't have to, you don't have to watch all six to be able to appreciate Avengers. Right. Or anything like that. So that there is the box set of the Avengers. Now, I, I would say, I know we do scales, you like one to ten, most right. people do one to five. I'm doing the alphabetical system. Okay. What would what do you think I would give it? What would you think I would give it? Yeah. I would probably say C minus. Oh, really? Yes. Because there was some cool aspects you thought of, but then there was a lot of disappointing moments type I, of thing. So now I gave it a C plus. Oh, okay. Okay. It's better than I thought. Yeah, only because like I said, the overall again, it's the story. You have the story, you know, you, you have it. The not having the two extra discs from Iron Man and Iron Man Two does knock it off a little bit. Right. The, that that special disc is really nothing there. Mm-hmm. The, and and poor poor packaging as far as redo the labels. Right. Throw in those two extra discs. I mean, how much harder it is is it for you to do that, considering the fact that you pulled, you literally pulled the disc from Iron Man and Iron Man Two. And all the other movies and just threw it in, a, in a, a cardboard box. Right. You know, a cardboard cutout thing to hold it. Yeah. And you didn't re-edit anything. I mean, and on top of what, what's the worst, what's more insulting to me, is probably the reason why I gave it this point, is that fact that you actually were given more time to do it right. Right. Like, you actually couldn't release it on the 25th. Now, I could understand if that came out on the 25th of September, because the movie came out in the beginning of May. Right. So you figure... It was a rush job. It was get a rush out, job. Get, get out. out. Right. You... Since they had to redesign the casing, why didn't someone sit there and redesign the packaging? And Especially then, now that you have to wait longer for it. Right. You actually, from from September to April is another four or five months. Mm-hmm. Seven months. Right. So you have time to redesign stuff, to make it, you know, and the best they could offer you was the phase two video that probably right now is on YouTube somewhere. Right. You know, <clears throat> it just was like, ugh. Sons of bitches. Oh, it just annoyed the hell out of me. I was like, all right, well, you know what? At least I got it. It only cost me, I think, in the end, like 150 bucks. And, you know, so, and, and out of the, all, again, out of all the movies that, that are here, if you already have them in your set, you don't need to buy it. Right. If you're getting, if you just got a Blu ray or you just got a 3D Blu ray player or just your first time in the Blu ray and you're into the whole thing, maybe it's not a bad set to start off with. Right. But I'm a guy who, you like the extras. I'm an extra guy. It's like, yeah. look, I've seen the movie. I love the movie. I appreciate it. Like, I even admitted that I bought The Dark Knight Rises solely on the special fe- special features. I mm-hmm. didn't like that movie, mm-hmm. but yet I bought it on Blu-ray because of the special features. Right. So, to me, that this is not a complete set. Right. It should be a 12-disc set. Even maybe, I even say, you probably throw in a 14-disc set. 
if you threw in a bunch of shit or do like a documentary on something. Mm-hmm. It just it just failed on a uh, uh, it, it really just failed as far as I'm concerned. Not failed, but it's subpar. Right. Which is why I gave it like a C plus. And the thing for me that the biggest disappointment was the test run because that was the only thing I was looking forward to seeing. Every time we talked about it, I'm like, I can't wait for you to bring it over so I can see this test rack. Right. Something is going to be this blue cube that because it was blue for the whole movie. Right. And every movie it was blue, so you figured you know you're tapping it's going to light up. I not even tapping. I figured it'd be a blue cube, right? You yeah. know, and then when you held it, maybe have like a, like the touch sensor where. Where when you when two things hit your palm, it completes the circuit, circuit right. and then it glows up that way. Yeah, that would have been neat. Or and then have that same thing that in the, in the box, so that right. they're already touched onto something. Yeah, like off of the battery that's lighting up the recall, the case, the case. Yeah, and except you, know, you get that little touch thing where you hit it and it just lights up. And if you touch if you touch it, maybe it'll flash or do something cool. Right. Because the technology's out there. This looks like something they just shit, shit it together. Right. Like, oh, well, this, well, that. Figuring, oh, well, only kids are going to want that. Right. No, that's, that, that could have been a serious thing. I mean, let alone the whole, hey, look, I can't even really grip that right. securely. I'm afraid that I'm going to break it. And if I put my fingers under the case. It lights up. It lights up. So I'm like, but I don't want it to light up when I'm holding it. I just yeah. want to hold it and carry it. Yeah. Like, I thought it would be cool, pretty badass if this was a complete, you know, case <laughs> I remember you were like talking about it. you were going to have it handcuffed to yeah, you yeah exactly it's going to be like a briefcase you are going to be like a big badass with it walking around with it and I'm thinking damn I, I was going to be jealous I know the whole reason why I was like I was going to bring it over and I was going to get my handcuffs I do have a pair of handcuffs just as a goof like before I get out of the car quickly attached it to my hand and then come hey Ed, look at this and yeah. it's just like that I couldn't even pull up a good joke Man. like <laughs> So, <laughs> well, that's our movie releases of the week. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's going to be probably a long episode tonight, yes. kids, but I figure it's worth it. <laughs> so let's move on to video games. Okay. Now, this one, I'm going to skip over the first one. The second one, I thought, because we talk about this when we're outside a lot, and I just thought, I, I laughed when I saw it, and I'm thinking, i got to bring up the show. For PC, Leisure Suit Larry Reloaded is out for the PC. Well, actually, it's coming out May 1st, but okay. you can pre-order it now and uh, okay. it, you know get ready for the download and all that but they they're pre, they're setting it up today like it's the first day so, you can start to so now is it a brand new game or is it a because i loved leisure suit larry growing up it was like as a kid yeah because it kind of came out when i was like a teenager mm-hmm. like 13 14 when i started playing the first one and basically the whole plot is you're a guy in a leisure suit it's trying to get laid. And it's like, to get laid, you have to go over here and get that. But to get that, you have to do this. It's the old Sierra Adventure games. Right, yeah. Which some people know about. Some people will look at it and go, because it was all 8-bit right. at the time. And <laughs> you had to type in your responses of what you wanted to do. And if you had the wrong phrasing, it wouldn't recognize it. And it was just such a fun game. But again, as a, as a pre-pubescent teen or tween or you know, 12, 13, 14 playing these games... You thought maybe it was a chance to see boob. Right. Or it was all comical sex humor. Yeah. So as a kid, you're going, oh, yeah, look at those big cans. Wait, I can't see them. And I got to do this. And I got to do that. And I got to do this. And then when you finally get all that stuff, you think you spend like a half hour trying to. It's this whole anticipation of getting laid. And then when you get in there and you give the girl whatever she needed to, you know, to turn her on, you didn't see much and usually wound up being bad for Larry. Right, right, right. Well, basically, the game is is a redesign of the original game, 
back from 1987. But they, they of course, they, they it's uh, all-new Vegas-style musical, scored by uh, Ashton Worley. There's over 300 frames of hand-drawn animation, fully voiced by actors who originated the roles. You know, so it's a redesign of the whole... It's a redesign of the game. It's a reboot it, of the original game, right. but, they, but I'll be honest, it's a second reboot they did then. Yeah. Because they had the original version, then they updated it for like a newer PC. Uh-huh. But again, this was... I mean, the game itself has got to be 25 years old at this point. Yeah. So I think like 10 years in, they redesigned it. And now here it is 15 years later, they're redesigning it again. I would love to have a brand new Leisure Suit Larry game. Something that... Uh, <laughs> I love that game. <laughs> okay, what else came out? Okay, uh... For you Ninja Gaiden fans, Ninja Gaiden 3, Rager's Edge came out for Xbox right, Razor's PS- Edge, yeah. PCS3. And finally, Defiance came out. Which I have. Yes. I picked up, I pre-ordered it, I picked it up. And the people who don't know, <clears throat> this game is based off a new sci-fi series that's coming out on sci-fi. <laughs> and uh, so basically you, you follow along in a, another part of the world. Uh, it's a shooter game, basically. A first-person shooter. I love how you're telling me it and I've been playing it all day today. <laughs> well, I'm telling you is I think I'm telling the audience. Oh, okay. I got it. <laughs> That's how I'm doing it. Oh, so you'll read it and then I'll translate it. Yes. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm not going to read it because I'm going to screw it up. So I'm not okay. going to try. But I'm just giving you the basic premise of it. And from what I understand, though, from Defiance is the fact is is that if there's a – because it's an open world and it's like an MMO, uh, massive multi-online playing game, that if it's a good enough storyline that's in the game – they're going to write that in the script in a future episode of Defiance. That's what I heard. See, now, again, this is, to me, like, I, I have it. Like I said, mm-hmm. I-, I pre-ordered it, so I got, like, a little... It is kind of like a World of Warcraft kind of thing. Usually, I'm not really a big fan of that kind of MMO, but I figured I'd give it a shot. Right. Because I have heard that the game's pretty good, and I also heard, too, that the TV show was getting some really good reviews, even mm-hmm. though it starts officially on April 15th here in the states yes so on the sci-fi network so i don't know what your equivalent to sci-fi network is out you know we Wherever just add, the world because we just added you know someone from brazil so. down you know in some unknown country yes you know so if you have a like so if they you have it there like a sci-fi channel look for defiance because i it, now i'll be honest i mean the game itself is pretty good mm-hmm. and it sits takes place in san francisco the tv show takes place in st louis and there is going to be like I, I don't know the crossovers, but mm-hmm. when they talk about like the reason why it's called Defiance is basically there was a war that was called Defiance, mm-hmm. and they'll probably reference that a lot in the show. And you're playing that game, like it's kind of like while you're fighting in San Francisco, right. all that shit's going on in St. Louis, right? And you know, like you don't know. It's kind of experimental because there's you've had video games based on TV shows or TV shows based on video games, but this is the first time it's actually trying to incorporate the two of them. Mm-hmm. Where you know maybe your actions in the game, you know, like if you get to a certain prestige level, are they going to mention you on the show? Like your character name, right? Like I, my character name. I'll let you all these people know who have defiance. Logan Nightshade is my name, of my character. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, if I get some sort of do some something phenomenal, where I get like the top of a battle or something like that, right, right. If there's an opportunity for them to mention Logan Nightshade out in <laughs> San Francisco, I would flip. You know, it's going to make me work my ass off. But it's one of those like you kind of hope the show's a hit. Mm-hmm. And I do think too that since you know 
it's not really it's kind of like an underground game I mean they're promote, they're pushing the hell out of it mm-hmm. but I don't think a lot of people are buying it I think it's going to be one of those games where it's going to catch up like sooner or later people will be like I love this show I'm going to get the game you know I think eventually it's going to it's going to be huge mm-hmm. especially the best part about it is is after you buy the initial game all that online stuff free there's no stupid subscription to play right there's I mean you can buy credits right you know and then use those credits to buy stuff in it mm-hmm but for the most part, you don't have to do that. You can just do the missions that are in the game and with the equipment that you have okay. and play the game free. Right. You know, if you want like a super cool shirt that might cost, let's say, 10 credits, you can, you might, you might have to buy those credits to buy that shirt. Or there are certain things in the game that you can get those credits. Okay. So, you know, but those are going to be tougher missions because you're earning real cash, I guess, in a way. Right. You know. But, I mean, the game's pretty good. I played it for, I guess, three, maybe four hours today. Wow, okay. Yeah, a lot of it was set up because I had to kind of link it to my online account. I had to create mm-hmm. an online account, link it to my console. But it was fun. You know, I wasn't annoyed by other schmoes, you know, running around being trolls, shooting people. Yeah. You know, but it, it was fun. I definitely would look into getting it, if you, especially if you're like an MMO kind of fan, especially with the DC Universe online mm-hmm. if you're a world of warcraft fan guild wars 2 fan you know th- those kind of things I, i'd say give it a try i mean you're not gonna be disappointed okay and look me up logan nightshade <laughs> <laughs> awesome so that was our releases of the week kind of like they gotta be honest late as far as releases go yes nothing real heavy but also that's kind of good you know <laughs> saves money for people oof oof <laughs> Oof. All right, so what we got next? What we got next is uh, last week we were discussing, we were you, we had Sean Soapbox, oh, you, oh, you and we do? were talking about <laughs> the racial equality in comic books, and uh, we were focusing mainly on, we are talking about race, but we are talking about black in particular, and it just so happens, last week, Sean went to the comic book okay, shop, let me, let and me I'll t- let him continue from there. I didn't know you wanted to do that now, because I was like, all right, well, last week we are talking about, like I said, as you mentioned, the Green Lantern getting killed. John Stewart, Green Lantern, okay, possibly yeah. getting killed off. Right. Then them basically pussy, be pussying out going, no, 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 we're not going to, we're not going to, we're not going to do it. Right. Be safe. And when we started talking about ra- brought in race and how come they don't do a black Superman or a black Batman. Right. I'm holding in my hands from the new 52 Superman action comics number nine. Looks like a job for Superman of Earth 23. Black Superman. <laughs> black Superman, people. Okay, first, I, I read the comic. Did you? I read it. And it's a kind of a standalone issue, okay? Because they don't really doesn't. Because I looked at eight, and I looked at nine and ten, and it didn't really kind of. It looked like just separate stories, okay? But number one, he's black, right? Which is great, yeah. But again, kind of like the the, the game and the date the porn star of Earth twenty three. <laughs> so it took you twenty three different universes for you to come up with a black Superman, <laughs> but only one, if you think about Earth two, to come up with a gay Green Lantern. <laughs> I mean, honestly, DC, come on. Like 23 Earths later, you went, uh, you know what, Black Superman, that's a good idea. Earth 2, let's make Green Lantern gay in a relationship. Oh, sold. Really, people? Like, is that that your level of of equality to go, okay, well, we try to get him 22 worlds away from our normal thought pattern. That's the thing. That's I, that's why I really kind of went away from DC after they started making different universes. Oh, and on top of that, he's president of the United States. Is he? Yes. 
So yeah. basically, he's the black president, Superman. And then I'll here you go. I'll go so here. I'll uh, tell you the first page. Right. Okay, it's Superman holding something. He's like, seriously, why bother after all this time, Luther? And he throws this thing at Luther, and he's like, "What are you trying to prove? No prejudice can run that deep." And Luther's like, "Ah, I don't care what they say about me. I'm not a racist." <laughs> It's everything else I heard about you. The curse of Superman. Now, Grant Morrison is the writer, by the way. Okay. Don't ever forget that. Now, Grant Morrison, again, he's the guy who did All-Star Superman, you know, which I read. Uh, yeah. But he also wrote, you know, uh, Batman Incorporated. He's the guy who created Damian Wayne and subsequently killed him off. Right. You know, so I like some of his stuff. And I'm like, okay, so he's doing this. And again, Superman looks like Superman, except he's black. Right. But he does look like a little Obama-ish. Right. You know, and he's president, and there's, and okay, now, I read it, he actually comes from Krypton, okay. but in Krypton, everybody's black. There's okay. no white people, it's, they're all black. All right. So that's the reason why he looks black when he lands. But I'm looking here, when I'm reading the comic, it's kind of a jumbled storyline, because Lois and Jimmy and Clark come from another, another ultimate, alternate dimension, and Clark's not Superman, and for some, it's, it's again, a convoluted story. Okay. But then at some point, other superheroes come to help Superman out. And it looks like a black Wonder Woman, black Green, Ran- black Green Lantern, white Batman. Kind of, like, you don't really get a good look at Batman, but he looks white. Is it John Stewart as Green Lantern? Or? Uh, I can't tell because they don't. If oh, you look, so it's, it's like a oh, all right, yeah, it's look, a far away. It's a far away shot. They're coming. Like, the only person like you can't tell who the characters are because I guess they're just supposed to be there. Right. At the end of the issue, though, there is like a little story called Executive Power. Mm-hmm. It's uh, President for Life for Life Harat is coming to the phone, Prime Minister, Mr. President. Thank you, Courtney. Please see that I'm not interrupted for any reason. You turn the page, and it's because Superman is now kicking ass. He's on a Bluetooth thing because, again, he's president. Right. But some people don't know he's president and Superman, apparently, okay. according to this. But in this issue, this little story, he's got his black Wonder Woman friend. Okay. Which, again, I don't know why. I mean, not that it's a big deal, but right. it's just like Earth-23, all the superheroes, majority of superheroes are black. Earth-23? Come on, guys. Like... Couldn't give him the top ten. Exactly. <laughs> you don't have to be Earth-3. I can get that, you know? Yeah. But top ten Earths. Yeah. They haven't even talked about, like, an Earth-3 or an Earth-4 or an Earth-5. But yet, here's Earth-23... Black Superman. Oh, so they didn't even they didn't develop all the other Earths. They no. just automatically this went to, is they this is twenty three. You know, yep. we don't really have one to twenty two fully the, flushed out yet. Exactly, if at all. Like they have Earth two. They have a whole comic book dedicated to Earth two because uh, Power Girl and Huntress come from Earth two. Okay, and they're in the Earth one, which is you know Earth the pro- Earth Prime. Right. As Power Girl and Huntress. But then, you know, we redesigned Power Girl's outfit, and so she doesn't have the window for her, her a massive cleavage. Yeah. You know, instead it's kind of like, it's like draped up and pinned like off to her shoulder. Okay. Now, apparently, uh, I know it's coming up, they're supposed to be killing off Supergirl. Yeah. And Power Girl's going to take her place. Right. So, which means there'll be another change in costume of some sort. Right. I don't know how they're going to do it. I have been buying the issues to kind of read, you know, keep up with it. But yeah. They have Earth Earth Prime, Earth 2, no other Earths, except now Earth 23, and that's Black Superman. Wow. I thought they had 22 other Earths already written out, and they were already nope, I'm, I'm, selling those comics. And Nope. Wow. That's horrible. It's even worse. Not even a top 10 Earth. They, Earth. Couldn't, they couldn't even give them, like, number 10, because it's like, we don't have number 10. Let's give them Black Superman. Right. No, no. it's Earth uh, 12. We need a Black Superman. Uh, uh, we'll put them on Earth 23. <laughs> <laughs> 
So I just thought it was kind of funny how last week we talked about black superheroes. Then I wandered into the comic store and I actually see this one, and it ch- I chuckled because I'm like, I'm gonna buy it for the show. Right. You know, I'll shell out my three ninety nine for it. And then I read it, and I'm like, Earth of twenty three of Earth twenty three. Come on, guys. Like, <sighs> sad, sad, sad. Yeah. <sighs> so that takes care of that business. So I think it's is it time, Ed? It is time. It's time. Is it time? It's time. Time for what? Time for nerd news. Nerd news. Nerd news, nerd news. It's time for the nerd news, nerd news, nerd news. Now here's Ed with the news. Nerd news. These are news articles that were brought up in the past week. So these are these are not current, but they're within the last week. Who cares? It's in the last week. Any any week <laughs> any show of the week wrap up. So a G.I. Joe Transformers crossover movie could actually happen. Yeah, it makes sense. I did see... I did. Okay, I also did see uh, G.I. Joe Retaliation over the weekend. Yes. Which was good. G.I. Joe, Reta- Joe Retaliation producer Lorenzo D. Laurentis. Uh, no, it's... No? Bona v- v- eh, who cares? He, the producer. He has a hand in both films, feature films. And, of course, now that G.I. Joe apparently blew up over the weekend and it was it, a big hit. It, I it, well, I, my dad mentioned it because he, you know, he likes to know box office things. Yeah. It was the number one movie this weekend. It made like $40 million. Okay. You know, and, but, again, you don't really – it's also in 3D, so you don't really know what the – what the cost would be as far as if it wasn't in 3D. And also, too, I told Dad, you got to watch out, too, because, like, you also got to see what other movies were out. Mm-hmm. Like, I know G.I. Joe Retaliation was out. The, the Croods are still out. But I love advertising because the Croods can say, we're the number one animated movie this week. Right. You know why? Because there's no other animated movies out. Yeah. So no matter, even if you came in the top ten, you are the number one animated, animated movie. movie. Right. So I was like, if it's the number one action flick, I don't nothing else came out this week. So, yeah, it is the number one action flick. <laughs> 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 so uh, so basically, it's one of those. Hey, since he produces both, right? Well, Lorenzo Lorenzo did say he says I, I guess it's possible. I don't know. I think probably at this moment it could happen, but I'd resist it. So basically, it's somebody asked him, and you know, he some. Was, well, I mean, because Hasbro is is the owner of both licenses, right. and then watching you know, the movie, it's, it's you know Hasbro is, is part of the whole process. Mm-hmm. I. I I don't honestly. I don't think it'll work. I wouldn't like it. Neither would I. I mean, I, I, I mean, I never really liked the the whole because con- they, they did in a comic book. They did. The, oh, they it, did. Yeah, GI Joe Transformers crossover. All right. And it ran for a while in the um, I think mid nineties at okay. this point. And I read a few issues, and it was like it's an action packed comic, you know. So if you like GI Joe, like Transformers, right? You know, it's kind of neat. But like to do as a live action full feature film, right? Especially with how crappy Termi- uh, Transformers Three was, right? And you know, I mean, the second GI Joe movie did kind of redeem the first one, but uh, I just, I, I this is this is how this is how I translate that whole entire thing. Right now, it's not on the table. But if you offer me a shitload of money, we'll make it happen. <laughs> <laughs> What's next in the news, Ed? This is a spoiler. So anybody in the next <laughs> thirty seconds, la 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 la, <laughs> please fast forward. But confirmed, look who's back for Doctor Who's fiftieth. So two actors are coming back: David Tennant and Billy Piper, the original tenth Doctor and uh, his assistant. Right. Um. A, uh, Rose. Rose. Yeah. So so yay on that. So they're finally confirming. That there's going to be a 50th anniversary special, which right. everybody is hitting Every, at Everyone kind of suspected. Yeah. And, and if anybody's been keeping up on the whole Doctor Who thing, especially on BBC America, mm-hmm. they've been running so far every month like a special. 
right. about the, over the history of all the doctors. Right. So, like, last night I was watching one about the Companions. And they had David Tennant. They didn't have Rose on it, but they had the uh, the, uh, the the one who was the, the, the hot black girl, Fahima, I think her name was, uh-huh. the reactress. Yeah. They had almost, like, everybody else. Of course, they had Amy Pond, the chick who plays Amy Pond, who I love. <sighs> anyway, but they had pretty much every almost everybody there. They even had John Barrowman, you know, the guy from Captain Jack, who's right. also in Arrow, yes. on there, too. He, he broke, he even cried at the end of the episode, too, like, because it's all, like, documentary. They say, what's your favorite moment? And he talks about his favorite moment. He gets so, he gets all glassy-eyed and all, like, <laughs> like, I promised myself I wasn't going to cry kind of moment. <laughs> but, so, I mean, yeah, so obviously they're all doing something, you right, know, like, so right. why not sign them? I'm glad to see that they officially, I will not know if it's a spoiler, but it can be. For those people who aren't fans. Right. Speaking of, I mean, since we are on the Doctor Who thing. Yeah. Uh, this past weekend, it started up, the new season started. Yes. Have you seen the new episode? No, I've not watched the new episode yet. <sighs> I DVR'd it, but I have not yet had right. a chance to watch it. It is so good. Is I, it? It's going to be a good year. Um, oh, but on another side note for Doctor Who also, I wanted to mention too, on Easter Sunday, they did release the third episode of the, uh, well, the third Doctor's original episode. They did the first two last year. Right, that's the companion right. thing. But no, they they actually they talked about Doctor the Third Doctor and the um, um, Moffat talked about him. Yeah, that's and what then, they've been doing. And, and then they showed the original episode, his first episode. Yeah, they've the been Doctor. doing they've been doing that since January. Right. Because I watched the 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 very first Doctor. Well, they haven't done it in a while. That was kind of the kind of thing. Yeah, I was once a month. Okay. It's once a month, I think. So maybe it started in February. It's supposed to lead up to the 50th anniversary of. The Doctor Who. Yeah. So, like, they're going through each Doctor. They, they're they doing, like, a special where it's... They talk about the original Doctor. Yeah. Or, th- or that number Doctor. Like, in this case, it would be the third Doctor. Doctor, right. And then they take the premiere episode of that Doctor's... Like, the first time you see that Doctor. Right. And they play the whole thing. Right. And it was kind of amazing because it was going against kind of like the James Bond right. feel to it. Because a lot of his stuff were gadgets and cars and that kind of thing. So, he was not the traditional Doctor we know today. He was more of like a grounded in in, <coughs> in London or, or in England, and like he didn't really travel around from okay. place to place. So I thought that was interesting. It was a totally different well, spin on it, Doctor. It's it's fascinating to watch how the show dictates the thought patterns of people of the time. Right. Like I, I like we saw. I watched the very first Doctor, the black and white grainy. It was just, it was I couldn't wa- I couldn't watch it. Right. <coughs> Old Doctor. They had the two companions. There were teachers. Mm-hmm. It was fascinating to see. Like the stuff before the actual episode, mm-hmm. when they started playing the episode, it was like a three-hour episode because it was it was a whole arc. Arc, right? And I'm just like, uh, like I'm just like, you know, let's get to like Doctor Nine, Doctor Ten, Doctor Eleven. You know, Dang. let's talk about them. Well, of course, the mines next month is the Tom Baker, Tom Baker Doctor Number Four. So he because he's my first Doctor that I enjoyed when I was a child. So I'm gonna. Really enjoy that episode. That's the one. I, that's when I first got introduced to Doctor Who, and and I got introduced and left. Kind of really, because like, to me, like as a kid, it was Doctor Who. That was the seventies. Yeah, late eighties, early eighties. Yeah, late seventies, early eighties, Doctor. So you're looking at a nine, ten year old kid who's watching Bugs Bunny, you know, cartoons and stuff like that, and here I am watching Doctor Who with shitty effects. 
Well, the thing is, is that though it's, he's look, the first I, doctor. I understand you're going to defend it. Just go ahead. I'm not slamming the show. But I'm not. I'm, the the thing that interests me most about it is he's the first doctor that actually introduces the way the doctors are perceived today. Right. Yeah. But, it, but it, as as time went on. And how like, old were you when you watched that show? Eight. So everything that you just mentioned, I'm sure your wee little eight year old brain never thought of. No, you just now, watched the now, show. Be- now I appreciate it more because now I've gotten older and, and started getting into the right. fact of the behind the scenes stuff and right. You know, but when, as an eight year old little boy, did you watch? You watched. It was fascinating. I bored as hell. Really bored as hell, especially the the sets. I I thought because it was big dialect stuff. I remember seeing right. the dialects and I was like, the guy's got a plunger on the end of his nose. Okay. The I got the total TARDIS thing, but the sets were so cheaply made that if someone walked into a wall, the whole wall would shake. I mean, very it was very almost comical to me as as an eight, nine, ten year old kid going, and it's on PBS, right? Which to me was like it, the only time PBS was on is if I was there at my grandmother's house. Well, I mean, it was for me it was the I, fact that it was just an escapism for the you know to go into a whole other dimension, I, a whole other universe type of thing. And I, I, I was, playing, I got lost into it. So it was I, great. I guess, when did you first see Star Wars? <sighs> Were you said? Did you see it in the movie theaters? No, I did not see Star Wars in the movies. I saw Empire Strikes Back as the first. Maybe that's why we're, we're that's maybe that's part of where our differences went. Yeah, because I was already playing with my Star Wars action figures. I got Star Wars on the brain. I'm, you know, I'm like, pew, 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 pew. I'm doing this high action adventure stuff that's in my head that I'd seen in a movie. So when I saw Doctor Who, I was like, yeah. he's using his brain? Oh, shoot somebody, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> and don't get me wrong, I mean, I've, I have come to appreciate Doctor Who thanks to David Tantnio, the 9th, 10th, and 11th Doctors. Mm-hmm. But, and I, I am interested in seeing to kind of flash back to when I was a kid to see the show before the actual show. Right. To kind of let them talk about because he is kind of like the, he's the Tom Baker of my generation in a way because he was my first introduction to Doctor Who. Right. And it, again, I'm not slamming him or the show. Again, as a 10-year-old boy, it just wasn't my thing because anytime I saw, every time I had PBS on, I was at grandmother's, I was at my grandmother's house and there was nothing else on TV. Right. And I'd I'd try watching it, and they'd be like, uh, yeah. (laughs) And that was before we had clickers, so you actually had to turn the dial. Right. Right. You get the 48 or 17. Yeah. Yeah. What's next on the Next list. Fox almost made a Kitty Pride spinoff movie, X-Men movie. Almost? Yes. Uh, Of course, the last movie of the trilogy was made in 2006, The Last Stand. Right. And they wanted to keep it going, so they were thinking of characters to have their own spinoff movies, and Kitty Pryde was one of the... She's a popular character, you know. I mean, she she was like a lot of focal points in a lot of the... uh, uh, like uh, early '90s and the cartoons and stuff. Like her character was more like a like a focal point, and well, then like in the six '80s. Sorry. Right. Well, actually, when Joss Whedon took over running the Astonishing X Men and brought back because Cyclops, not Cyclops, um, Colossus apparently was dead. Yeah. You know, he brought Colossus back, and because him and Kitty Pryde used to date, like it was very Kitty Pryde central. Like if you want to read. Or if you've seen the the, the um, Astonishing X Men motion comic, yeah, that's all Joss Whedon writing, and that's right. the reason why it's very he he liked Kitty Pride as a character, right? So it's very Kitty Pride heavy with Colossus, and so I mean it kind of makes sense back then because you know yeah, and, and it also she was also an up and coming actress too. It was uh, what's her face, um, 
Page? Yeah. Uh, Ellen Page? Ellen Page, yeah. Yeah. She was brand new. She, I think it was before Juno. Yeah. You know, and so that, and that kind of made her a star. Right. Kind of that movie. So like, it would probably would have worked, but again, I think that they were thinking blockbuster. I, I, somebody, somebody in a suit went, wait, what's her power just walking through walls? Like, yeah. How is that action? Yeah. You know? So I guess, you know, maybe it was for the best. Next on our list is Laura Croft Lives, a new Tomb Raider movie reboot moving forward. Of course, as you know, that uh, Angelina Jolie, she did two movies for, for the Tomb Raider series. And oh, 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 slow down, buddy. Uh, uh, Okay. Let me just just bathe in the moments of seeing her on that motorcycle shooting her guns. In the second one, her in the (sighs) bodysuit. All right. Okay. (laughs) So combined, those two movies grossed over $432 million. They were a hit. So they were were good movies. Okay, go ahead. So they said that now, of course, the new game, the new Tomb Raider game out, it's based in reality, a realistic movie, and that's how they think their movie's going to be. It's going to be more of a realistic, not like cartoonish, as they did with the first two movies. It's going to be more of a... Okay, I'm gonna. Okay, first now this is where I'm. Okay, obviously I know Angelina is not gonna be in it because right. she's past that. Yeah, and I'm gonna be honest. I don't. If anybody who played the video games, they weren't cartoonish at all. You had it was history it was archaeological. There were you know it was a mystery. You know there wasn't any cartoon element, and I didn't really find that the the two movies any kind of cartoonishy than any of the other stuff. Well, they I think like some of the the action sequences they thought were really unrealistic. I'm, I'm, I'm only reading the article. Well, okay. I, mean, I didn't write the article. I, I, I no, no, no. I'm just trying. I'm, I'm not. I'm, not, I'm just, I'm just kind of. It's one of those. It's like, wait a second. You're basing. This was one of the very few movies that were based on a video game. Yeah. So you want people to experience the video game except live action. Right. Now, again, regardless of who Lara Croft was in those movies, yes, it happened to be Angelina Jolie, which I think is the reason why that movie has grossed how much over? $432 million. Combined. By the so movies. even if you split that down a mill, it's $200 million a piece. Right. I swear it's because she was in it. It yeah. helped. So, and but if you're going to try to recreate the moments of the game, there should be, there, there would have been a lot more climbing. <laughs> there wouldn't have been as much gunplay. There, you know, you would have had over the top characters because I just start replaying um, uh, Tomb, Tomb Raider Underworld mm-hmm. and the first thing you got to beat is this giant octopus <laughs> so <laughs> like the people who, who wrote that article obviously never played any of the other video games right. and just went oh well those action sequences are over the top the game was over the top, so you're kind of it worked. Mm-hmm. Maybe looking back on it, okay, maybe now because. But what were the other movies based on video games? Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> Come on, they can't get a Halo movie off the ground. So, eh. well, okay. Now here's the big question: Did they mention who they're talking about starring as Lara Croft? No, they did not mention that. They they were saying who you think your pick would be for the next Lara Croft. You know who my pick would be? Oh. The actress who played Lara Croft in the goddamn <laughs> video game. Yeah. I mean, kind of, it's a no fucking brainer. <laughs> because she's the voice of Lara Croft. No, she's, she's not. Yes, yeah, she no, is. No, she's not. I watched the special. So I watched it with you. She's the actress. The actress that played the character 
They because they said they used the original voice from the. No, they didn't. Uh, we're gonna okay. Uh, we want to do a timeout because I'm telling you, the, the that's the reason why she we'll, was hired. We'll come back to it next week. We'll, we'll we'll research it and we'll come back to it. The article says she got hired because she was she was in the mocap. She did the climbing. She did the stunts. You and I sat here and watched this whole I, thing. And, and I she, remember them saying that that. The, and you also admittedly have a Swiss cheese memory. That's true. And I, I but I, you know what? What? I'm gonna put my money where the mouth is. <laughs> Gentleman's bet. A dollar? One buck. All right. Do we get to make one guy poor and another guy rich in the same process? <laughs> All right. Gentleman's bet. Dollar. Let me pull out my wallet right here. My Batman wallet. I'm telling you, the reason why she got hired as the gig is because she was an actress. She was an actress. I'm not denying she's, that. She does but the they, voice. But they said that the voiceover was done by the original. Okay. Nope. Well, I'm telling said, you. We'll nope. research it. She did. She did everything. That's why they rebooted the series with her. She's Lara Croft now. Okay. And I'm. And that is the reason why get her to do it. They motion capture. They so what you the her face, her real face is the real face of Lara Croft. Her body is the body of right. Lara Croft. Yes. So get her. The voice is also the same voice of that girl. I put my dollar up. I put my dollar up. There you go. We'll when the sure. show's done, we're going to do it. And then uh, this is what's going to happen, folks. We're going to redo this. At, at the end of the show, we're going to look it up. And then we're going to have a button at the end of the show. Who's right and who's wrong? All right. Who's walking away a dollar richer? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Geek counter geek. <laughs> Place your bets, folks. <laughs> Final story. Final story. Lego pulls Star Wars toy claims because it's not because people called it racist. <laughs> <laughs> you might remember that. This ought to be good. <laughs> you might remember this, this story about a few months ago about Turkish cultural community of Austria publicly complaining about Lego's 2012 release of the <sighs> Return of the Jedi Jabba's Palace playset. Yes. It was racist because the home is of a terrorist that bore the same resemblance of the Gemma Al-Kabar Mosque. Okay. They claimed that because the building was the home of Jabba, it's because it adorned the, the various... The reason why that Lego pulled it, because they did pull it, the reason why they pulled it was because there was these laser cannons and other accessory weapons that implied anyone associated with similar-looking masks was a terrorist. So that's the reason why they pulled Oh it. my God, what a bunch of pussies. Yes. Jesus Christ. And then they wonder why America sucks. I'm sorry, but that's just pussifying. It's kowtowing to like, hey, look, it's designed a building. Big fucking deal. See, the thing is, I read the article and I'm like, well, it's still kind of racist because they're saying that because they pulled it because the machine guns at the top or laser guns at the top are saying that it's like a terrorist building and it's just like... They're just, they're saying if it wasn't for those laser guns... Yeah. They would have kept it. Yeah. So they had to make up an excuse to pull it. Right. Because somebody's bitching that the design of the building Look. looks like a mosque. Right. So Lego is willing to ignore that. Right. But then someone, well, we got lasers on it. So, you know, because these people are bitching about it being a mosque, Lego associates mosques with terrorism. And since it has lasers on it, that's the reason why now, they pulled it. if you look at the design of it, the picture of it, it looks like the Jabba Palace from Return of the Jedi. So they must have, back then in the 80s, must have modeled the mosque, you know, the building, or it was just 
coincidence. Uh, you know, I don't know. Well, I mean, they were in Tunisia doing a lot of the filming for Tatooine. Mm-hmm. So there could be a possibility that someone, you know, looking at a building and, and designing a building back then, just looking at it. Right. With any idea what it is. just And that's how, like, usually art design does. They, they look at something they like and they do a drawing and maybe make some modifications to it. Right. But the person who probably designed it originally didn't know it was a mosque. There probably wasn't even a mosque back then. Mm-hmm. But now somebody has to, everyone's got to bitch about something. And then us being Americans have to bent over and take it in the ass instead of just going, look, deal with it. No offense, it's a toy. Right. You bringing it to light makes it racism. Yeah. You know, no one thought about it until you brought it up. Right. <laughs> it's just, it's, why can't we go back to the good old days where you didn't have to worry about a helmet riding a bicycle. Somebody won a baseball game. Yeah. You know, all these, like, hey, we're going to have team sports for kids, and let's not show them if you work hard and you can be a winner, you can achieve stuff. No, everyone's got to be the same. Everyone gets a little trophy for participating. There's no winners. We don't even keep score. Yeah, they keep score, but it ends in a tie. Right, or then they wonder why when these people grow up to adults, how come they can't get, you know, why are they not used to getting a promotion? Right. Because you didn't work for it. Right. Now, if you were taught as a kid to work for something... And a ch- and then get something in return for being a hard worker and playing and being the best out of something, then maybe you'd get a raise. But if you're just like everybody else, because that's how you've been raised, just like everybody else, what makes you special? Right. Pussifying of America. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the news. <laughs> <laughs> and you can quote me, Sean from Geeksters. Pussifying of America. <laughs> uh. That'll get our national rating up. <laughs> right now, somebody Jimmy's going, Ah, yes, see, he understands. I, ah, he's, yes, now he knows. America, bunch of poor <laughs> Yeah, can't um, argue with There's no arguing. There's no point. Yep. Oh, well. So, well, we did the news. We did the new releases. I think we covered all the bases this week. Yep. Anything else you want to add to the table? Nope. We shall tune in, folks. You're either going to know who's the winner and who's the loser. Uh, all, right. all right. Do you want to pause the show or do you just want to call it, end the show and then tag it at the end to admit that you were the loser? <laughs> okay, let me put it this way, folks. We're going to end the show. Yeah. And then we're going to look this up. If there's no tag at the end of this show about Ed admitting that he's wrong, if there's nothing nothing to end, then you know Ed was wrong. Because if I'm wrong, he's going to want to make sure everybody knows about it. But if he's wrong, oh, I, will, I, will, I will come back onto the show and say I was wrong. <laughs> It'll be like, oh, Ed, I didn't listen to the show. Did you tag on that? Who won? Oh, no, most of the audio was all wrong. <laughs> oh, that's maybe because you lost? No, no, the audio, it just, it just it was there. You know, but if, if I lose... Oh, everything crystal clear. Tap, 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 tap. <laughs> Make sure it works. Make sure it works. Check the levels again real yeah. quick. <laughs> Say it, Sean. I was wrong. <laughs> You'll be saying it again. Nope. I'm telling you. I got a dollar that says I'm right. <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> we're going to call night. We will We will put an, an ending to it. But if you want to contact Sean, you can contact Sean at Sean at wordswithgeeks.com or you can contact me, Ed, at wordswithgeeks.com. Or go to our Facebook geek, bleh, Facebook page, Geeksters, and like us. There was one more thing we forgot to add. What's that? Two-bit productions. Oh. 
All right, so we're not ending the show. Not ending the show just yet. Just one, one more final article as far as the show Geeksters goes. Yes. Ed and I now have a production company <laughs> called Two Bib Productions. <laughs> two Boobs in a Basement Productions. That's, That's right. Two, the number two B.I.B. Productions. So if you have any ideas that you want to throw at us, either podcast, TV, film, whatever. Right. <laughs> comic books, art. Just if you got an idea... Send us an email, and who knows? It might be a Two Bib Productions presents, in compliance with Geeksters, your stuff. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, very proud of that. That Ed and I are now uh, Two Bib Productions. <laughs> we're producers. We're producers. <laughs> yeah, producing baby. Yeah. You want to be in our movie? Let me introduce you to the casting couch. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh yeah. You want to be in my movie? Ugh. Oh yeah. Uh. Now listen to Geeksters. Boom. <laughs> nah, I'm just kidding. But uh, that part. But the actual two bit productions is a real thing. Yes. So if you have an idea, if you don't know how to start a podcast, we can help you out with that. You know, just yeah. Any, anything you want to, you know, that you think that we can help you with, you know, let us know. We'll we'll let you know if we can help you or not. And if we can, we'll definitely. Give it a shot and get you out there and see if we see what you can do in the world. Yep. the Especially in the podcast world, there's a nice, big, wide world. Yes. And we're just a small drop in a big ocean. So if you hit us with an idea, who knows? You, too, might be part of the, the two-bit production family. Yes. So, but now on that note, uh, if you want to get in contact with me, it's Sean at wordswithgeeks.com or Ed at wordswithgeeks.com. Or post something on our Facebook page at Geeksters. Or, you know, just keep listening. You know, post something on Facebook. Send us a message. We'll get back to you. Yes. All right. And on that note, have a nice week. Ladies and gentlemen, as promised to you not too long ago, we've established who was right and who was wrong. <laughs> this from the 2fab.com. It's an article on new Tomb Raider movie coming who should be Lara Croft? Uh, goes on, blah, blah, blah. Here we go. So, who's going to play? It's a role that will become one of the hottest for many young actresses out there in her 20s and 30s. And we've already got a few suggestions whoever's casting. Grey's Anatomy star Camelia Ludington is an internet favorite for the role. The 29-year-old did the voice and motion capture work for Lara in the latest game. I repeat that again. The 29-year-old did the voice and the motion capture work for Lara in the latest game. So we have established who was right. You were right, and I was wrong. Uh, I'm sorry. What was that? You were right, and I was wrong. Let's just just say I was wrong. Just one more time. I was wrong. What were you? I'm wrong. Okay. So who wins that dollar? You do. Who wins it? You. Why? Because <laughs> I was wrong. That's right, bitches. <laughs> uh. Swiss cheese memory over there. <laughs> he must have been looking at something else when they said that in that show. <laughs> Maybe it was her boobs. <laughs> I could have sworn they said it, but again, my Swiss cheese memory always proves me wrong, so it's not the first time I've been wrong on <laughs> the show, and it won't be the last. And I'm sure my time my time will come too when I'm wrong. I've been wrong well, I was wrong a couple times. Yeah. But you know, live and learn, and that makes me a dollar richer. 
you've made some stripper a very happy girl because that dollar is going to go right in a G-string going, that's from Ed. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, have a nice week, people. <laughs>